Hello everyone, welcome to Cloud Kata, the modern infrastructure show. This is season 1, Anatomy of Modern Infrastructure and today's episode is about the ninth factor, disaster recovery. In this episode, we are going to understand what is disaster recovery, how and what are the factors which influences a disaster recovery and what are the factors which defines a solid DR design. We are also going to understand what is the current state of DR on cloud. So, without any further delay, let's get started. season the anatomy of modern infrastructure we have understood about the various bits and pieces of building a modern infrastructure and if you have followed the season entirely you would know that we have already covered bits and pieces and various factors which are there to dis- to uh, you know prevent a disaster so it is very important to understand what is disaster recovery and how our designs should incorporate the requirement to recover from a disaster. So what is disaster recovery? As the name suggests, it is a process of recovering from a disaster. Now, there are subtle differences on how you define some events as a disaster or how you define whether an event is a disaster or a downtime or a glitch. You know, it depends on the level of impact that it puts on any business. So, first of all, what is a disaster? A disaster is defined as any event which leads to a major uh, disturbance either in your uh, due to environmental problem uh, or due to any uh, technical issue that leads to a larger impact of business so basically it can happen if a disaster hits uh, in your demography in your uh, geographical locations like say earthquake volcanic eruptions you know tsunami etc or it can even be um, a situation wherein uh, some uh, unplanned uh, human-induced uh, effects have put you into a disaster mode, like say a larger, uh, you know, uh, downtime of uh, electric grids or your data centers, uh, physical uh, building collapse, you know, something like that which may or may not uh, have a a wider impact on the entire city or entire country, but it has impact on your business. So it depends on what is the definition of disaster, but more or less disaster is a situation where your entire business completely shuts down for some period of time and uh, it impacts every other operations uh, that is related to it. So basically you need to be prepared to recover from such unplanned or unannounced uh, events that might impact your business or your customers and here we are primarily going to focus on the larger uh, you know geographical uh, disasters that might impact which are not in our control especially environmental disasters or uh, you know larger geographical you know uh, uh, issues which uh, cannot be controlled by an organization right which are usually unplanned uh, events so these are some of the examples of disaster disaster recovery is a process to recover from such unforeseen unplanned events that impact our business
So now let's look at the factors that influences a disaster recovery designs. First and foremost is the physical distance between your data centers or the places where your application is distributed. Remember, to achieve recovery from any disaster, you will have to always make sure that there is a fallback options and that fallback, fallback options is recoverable. There is no point in having a backup which cannot be recovered. So very important, first and foremost, and, and the factor which widely impacts any disaster recovery design or model or plan is the physical distance between your two sites. Um, if you are on an on-premise data center or, or a custom data center, then you will have to ensure that the application can be distributed into a fully independent uh, you know data centers basically if uh, by independent data centers what i mean here is that the two sites are well situated and separated from each other at least a distance of you know 30 kilometers or 40 kilometers or at least at the minimum it is at a geographical locations which is uh, not within the same area which might be prone to disaster for instance if you are on um, you know in a city um, and uh, if your data centers are both located within the same technology park in different buildings that does not comply to a dr model to comply to a dr model your data centers should be in different sites in different locations at least well distanced from each other such that even if the first data center is hit by a disaster you can make your application up and running from the other site so that is truly the requirement for uh, disaster recovery and uh, this is very important to understand that this how how important is this factor is that in many regulations and compliances they define you the minimum distance that should be there between your two uh, locations which you are designating it as your disaster recovery site right so uh, very important especially when you are on cloud and i'm going to talk more about some of the things that you'll have to keep in mind when you are on cloud uh, where these things are completely cordoned off from us it is very important to actually uh, find out what is the physical locations between the two sites uh, or az's or data centers whatever you may call it basically the two places where your application maintains its copies and how are the distance from each other if they are suppose one is in the 11th floor one is in the fifth floor that's not a disaster recovery because when something happens the entire building will be impacted if they are within the same tech park serving the same uh, you know isp providers uh, and uh, serving the same uh, ac grid control or electric grid control then anything that happens to that data center one the other will also be impacted so you will have to make sure that it's a dual copy of it and those dual copy are not interdependent on each other so that is why they are fully independent however the next important factor is that they although they are fully independent but they should be well linked to each other and there comes the second factor which influences a dr model or which uh, certifies whether it is uh, a true dr site or not is the latency and bandwidth whenever we look out for the physical distance between the data centers it has to be kept in mind that the connectivity needs to be uh, you know uh, seamless because if your application copies cannot replicate the data across these sites then you will not be able to recover fast enough right or or you know you will not be able to recover 
all of the data right and that is why when you are uh, co-locating your uh, applications or placing your application in two different sites be it on cloud be it on the data centers very important is that those two sites are directly connected with each other such that the latency is less than one millisecond remember for any network based data replication system the minimum latency required is less than one millisecond the moment it crosses one millisecond the TTL crosses one millisecond then you will not achieve a data replication mode and for disaster recovery uh, to have a better effect it is important that the data is replicated in real time otherwise it will be really difficult another factor uh, which is very important to keep in mind and which influences dr a lot is a backup and recovery now as i mentioned about latency it's not just about replication in some cases you might have to take you still have to take backups right uh, for uh, you know to recover from within a certain time window right uh, or to see that whether uh, if something happens or data gets corrupted you will be able to go and uh, take a backup from the last uh, take a recovery from the last backup that was created so it is very important that the backup and recovery process is set up and all the backups are tested right you may be doing automated backups uh, you know with all the fancy tools but if you do not test whether the backups are working or not then it is useless so very important is backup and the recovery testing the fourth and very important factor is dr drills which most people uh, who are uh, on the online business will know once in a year at least once in a year there should be a drill or testing of the dr strategy whatever you are laying down as your dr procedure it has to be tested at least with a sample application if you are not able to test it in your live application so you'll at least have to test in your production like system and replicate everything and find out if there are any points which might cause a fault line so four important factors which impacts dr and if they are not kept in mind then whatever process you set might uh, turn out to be entire failure so four important factors to keep in mind is the physical distance between both sites latency and bandwidth between the two locations backup and recovery uh, process and testing and DR uh, disaster recovery process testing. So these are the factors which uh, influences DR a whole lot. Now what are the factors which actually help us define a DR design? Now people might say okay I need this, I need that, um, you know, how do I define a DR? Uh, is I, am, I have set up two data centers, the latency is, uh, you know, uh, less than one millisecond, I can replicate, is, is am I compliant to DR? well not yet you will have to reach certain benchmarks to make sure that you are uh, designing a disaster recovery process which meets the compliance and regulators so what is the uh, what are the factors that define uh, disaster uh, recovery design first uh, there are a couple of factors uh, first one is bcp or business continuity plan now what is business continuity plan it's a uh, process or a document uh, you know technically it's a document but it is more around a process that lays out uh, how a business will continue or operate during an unplanned disruption in a service and you know more importantly during a disaster like situation right so it is a plan uh, for the business to continue during such situation now every business who are selling uh, to their customers might uh, must define a bcp plan and it in, it does it just 
not it it is not only about the modern infrastructure but it is also about the entire business for instance if certain events unplanned uh, you know disruption happen in a service how to notify our users well in advance and tell them that wait uh, you know don't worry we are working on it and you know uh, we are uh, going to recover soon so communication you know and then how to make sure that communication passes to each and every layers in your business and during that uh, downtime window how do you make sure that your data is safe and how do you make sure that it is getting recovered into another site how do you make sure the time to time various stakeholders are informed and what is th- what is a plan b you know what do you do if there is a very if you are running something like a bank or or like a healthcare service more critical like a healthcare service you need to find out alternatives so yes you have a disaster recovery but recovery from a disaster takes time it it is not in a real time you know or instant recovery right so what is the plan for continuing your business so that is a bcp plan so every business must first define his bcp plan and work according to that right another aspect in the bcp plan is a risk and mitigation factors like what are the risk factors which we are getting into nothing is 100% foolproof even on cloud you might hit on a disaster there can be fiber cut uh, you know under ocean fiber cuts uh, there can be a major uh, electric grid failure in some regions major cyclone or tsunami or something so you will have to keep in mind all those worst case scenarios and come up with a risk and mitigation uh, you know and define the risk and mitigation risk factors and also the mitigation factors so that your customers will have trust in you that in ca- even there is somebody looking into it in even in times of disaster so bcp plan is very important the business continuity plan is very important this document is very important for any businesses to have so that that the business can define a dr strategy without a bcp plan it is very difficult to define a dr strategy the second factor which defines a dr designs or which closely uh, depending on that benchmark dr uh, design strategy is defined are rto and rpo uh, in short rto or uh, the full form stands for uh, recovery time objective and rpo is recovery point objective i would like to define it as rto means how fast you can recover rpo means how much can you recover very simple right so rto recovery time objective like the time that you take to recover from a disaster either through your backups or either by shifting whatever mechanism so how much time does it take to recover from a disaster so how fast you can recover so it you should define it and that definition or that it's a number in time either say 4 hours 5 hours 2 hours 1 hours you need to define it now and this number defines your uh, you know uh, sla that you are providing that means are you going to be 99.99% or 95% so there is a math around it so how do you reach to that conclusion that i should define 4 hours of rto that means in case of worst case scenario or disaster it will take me 4 hours to come back up to the previous or the last uh, you know uh, status quo now that is Uh, determined by running dr drills and which i mentioned earlier the dr drills are very important so when you define a dr strategy you will have to do drills test how long does it take or how much or if it works at all right how much time does it take to recover from 
uh, a, a disaster so you will have to simulate a disaster scenario and you will have to make sure that you test it uh, the time window etc the second is rpo or recovery point objective which means how much can you recover so basically uh, are you saying that you and it is also a time uh, unit which means you you define something in minutes or seconds that means if you say my rpo is 10 minutes that means if a disaster happen let's say at 12 am then i will be able to recover the data which was up till 11 55 am so i am saying uh, that my rpo is uh, uh, you know 10 minutes that means i will recover to the point at 11.50 right and the data which was either transmitted in between 11.50 to 12 am which is the disaster time will be is expected to be lost so this is a definition right and uh, more and more businesses define their uh, uptime uh, strategy they train, tend to keep it lower that means if i say a disaster happen at 12 am then if my, I, I would like to define an RPO of 5 minutes, that means I will only take 5 minutes of data loss, right? So how much can you recover defines your RPO and that as well should be documented uh, and uh, in line with your customer's requirements. Um, and it, it is only documented after you have successfully tested your DR strategy and, and have, uh, you know, proven that you uh, can meet the RTO and RPO demand and in fact many ISO audits and uh, other compliance audit um, uh, expect you to run these DR drills to prove that look if I am defining one hour of RTO I can recover within that time I can prove that my DR strategy is such that I can recover it so RTO and RPO are factors which uh, are uh, important and which actually defines your DR strategy because if you let's say that the shorter time period that you keep to recover the more robust your DR design should be that means you may have to keep a high availability model and we have spoken about availability in our previous episodes so please go check out that episode where I discuss about various availability models that can be designed and uh, that is why a disaster uh, recovery design is dependent on RTO and RPO heavily. So every organization which should first test it before, you know, uh, committing to a disaster recovery. Don't just blindly go and commit that I can give one hour of RTO when you are not even on cloud, let's say, for example. If you are on cloud, you may be able to reach there. But if you are on a hybrid cloud or some kind of complicated system, which takes longer to recover, uh, or you do not have those mechanisms in place to recover then don't commit to it to so make sure that you only commit to what you you can deliver right otherwise this may bring up to uh, some heavy legal impact and heavy compliance uh, impact on your uh, services so rto and rpo is the second and most important factor that defines a dr strategy or dr design now, what is the third factor? The third uh, factor is, as I have spoken about, is backups. Now, you might say, in this era of cloud, why do we need to, uh, backups? We are doing mirroring, replication, and all sort of thing for our data. Then why do we still need backup? Now, there are still systems, remember, which are not yet on cloud, especially in systems like banking and healthcare. There are uh, still, uh, there can be systems which are not cloud ready or they are on certain hardware, which may or may not be easy to mirror, right? And that is why uh, backup is 
also kept along with the replication that you are establishing so that we are at least able to meet the rpo numbers that we have saved like remember the rpo numbers is 10 minutes or 15 minutes so with replication you may be able to say that i will have zero data loss right but worst case scenario if something happens right if if a major disaster happen you at least can say okay i can revert to the backup which was taken few hours back right so something is better than nothing some saying that uh, you know i cannot recover at all you know uh, if you do not keep a copy of a back uh, or of your system then you cannot recover at all what if the replication or the data that you have copied because of the disaster that happened the data got corrupted you know so so backups are also kept along with the uh, high availability data sync that you might be doing and that is why regulators specifically ask you about backups so backups are very very important and sometimes um, uh for you know even if not during a disaster but sometimes by due to some configuration changes or technical glitches the data that we have may get corrupted so we may be able we will have to recover it from the time of you know of the backup that we are defining so at least a daily backup is very important for larger systems uh, databases etc uh, it's important to keep backups as a safe side or a plan b of your disaster model so what are the things that you should keep in mind when taking backups so basically online backups and offsite backups for critical systems and data and remember offsite backups this is very important right don't take backup and keep it on the same system okay it should be a multi site backup so if you are taking backup of site 1 which is data which is residing in site 1 it should be kept in site 2 and vice versa right and uh, one more important thing about backup is when you are recovering uh, and disaster recovery means you are coming back to your previous state so that means if you have site a and site b site b being the disaster site when uh, you say that that a disaster happened and i have i have to you know uh, be up and running by rto and rpo you mean to say that you will be back up and running from the dr site within this time however a disaster recovery com- you know does not uh, completes if you are not making your primary site up and running again or the site which was down up and running again and you unless and until you are coming back to your previous site so remember when a disaster happen you are falling back to the D- dr site but you are again prone to disaster so you will have to also work on making sure the primary site which hit the disaster is brought back up because if it is a, if it is a cyclical process that another disaster can hit the dr site right then you will have nothing else so that is why people usually uh, are opting for a multi site uh, uh, dr model wherein it's more than two like if one goes down then the other is up then the other is well you know, algorithm of three so very important that these backups are well distributed uh, the more the better on your sites and not on the same site and they are all online backup and off or offsite backup whatever it may be um and uh, backup files are very important very critical uh, for database uh, the data that you are having or the machine images that you are taking if you have a custom designed machine image it is very important that you keep it because most configurations Uh, security configurations like encryption etc come within baked into those images so it is important that you have those also backed up it is also a mechanism to make sure that whatever you have you are updating in your system are 
having a secondary copy somewhere else right so you will be able to go back and uh, you know uh, check those versions which you had built um, backups can be either weekly full backups or daily differentials you know you can take one time full backup and then daily you can just take the differences that are coming or an hour hourly transaction is back better so it depends on how uh, your transactions or change of data is happening now if required backup backup policies should include specific provisions for transactional databases and systems ensuring the consistency is there uh, during the restoration process um, backup testing and dr drills as i mentioned is very important and um, scheduled system backups and restoration process for critical services is very important that the backups are tested so the full process of backup is actually tested so whenever you are taking a backup make sure that you are launching a dummy system from the backup or you are launching the dummy data to some system and then testing the uh, you know have some tests running to check okay something is work so that will uh, first of all automate the backup process as much as possible and also include a step in your backup process which will launch a uh, you know sample system and test the data and confirm uh, and close the backup process only after a confirmation that it is being tested so that will make sure that your backups are full proof the fourth uh, factor which impacts uh, a dr design is security or compliance uh, or regulatory needs uh, a very common or very important uh, need is backups should be uh, encrypted uh, because this is a data that a copy of the data that you are keeping especially if you are in a banking or financial services or healthcare system you are keeping people's data into your systems and you have come you know I promise them that they, their data is safe and uh, not uh, compromised so make sure that the backups are also encrypted uh, and the encryption keys are uh, stored in a centralized place uh, which is well controlled the access controlled and monitored um, and sometimes the low cost encrypted archives are also available you can check for that so very important uh, that uh, the uh, compliance you know sec these security uh, meets and means and other compliance and regulation factors are that data residency and localization so many countries some countries might like indonesia have uh, data localization policies uh, that the customers data should reside within the same Uh, country and not leave the country so make sure when you are on especially this is very important especially if you are on cloud or in some cloud providers because they are not yet full fledged in southeast asia so if you are on a cloud in southeast asia you will have to keep in mind that you cross check whether the data backups automated backups that they are taking is it getting cached somewhere outside of that country so especially if you say uh the the cloud providers which are there in jakarta are they keeping the data copy somewhere in singapore or or somewhere else so you will have to make sure that you uh, cross check it and ensure that it is not the case that they are not uh you know that copy is not cached somewhere else uh, the other compliance factor is data localization and residency laws uh, so uh, that is uh, actually uh, what i just spoke a uh, business continuity plan uh, is also part of compliance and regulations they check they come and audit you whether you have it whether it meets your disaster recovery demands and data sharing policy so basically are you are they sharing uh, the data e even if it is readable right to any uh, of their partners or users or whatever so very important that for backups and uh, the copies of the of the system that are being kept in multiple locations they 
comply to the privacy and confidentiality needs that you have asked them for and uh, it is very important that um, you get a, a agreement with them a written agreement a non disclosure agreement Uh, which mentions that uh, these data uh, these policies are complying to the data residency and localization rules um, and in in my personal experience what i have actually um, uh, observed is that uh, uh, especially i have worked with banks uh, in indonesia and fintechs in indonesia so we have what we have observed that most of their non disclosure agreements or confidentiality agreement does not clearly speak about uh, you know complying to the data residency and localization for your data they mostly speak about their own services so they they ask they sort of ask you to comply to their uh, policy saying that you are not going to uh, copy their code and uh, you know leave it uh, uh, take it somewhere else Uh, instead you should be asking that yes we comply to your uh, confidentiality policies but you should also comply to ours which means that you give us a commitment that you are not copying the data to some other place and upon careful observation what we actually found out it was a very interesting find out finding that many of their uh, monitoring systems and scanning system or backup system are not located within the same country they are located uh, somewhere in the region right if southeast asia is a region it is located somewhere in singapore and from there they are actually taking the backup so there is a genuine question where we ask is that you are keeping the systems in singapore and taking backups in, in from indonesia so are you uh, keeping any cash copying in singapore because that will violate the country's regulatory policy so very important that whenever you are on cloud and and when you go on cloud uh, you are uh, making sure that for backups and uh, disaster recoveries multi sites um, are the cloud providers uh, make sure that you get a solid agreement with them that they are not disclosing this to some other places now um, let's look at uh, what is the state of disaster recovery on cloud uh, what is the current state of dr on cloud um, technically uh, most cloud providers uh, give you a dr uh, comp- you know uh, com- they comply to the dr requirements which means they give you 99.99% availability etc however uh, this is limited to only certain countries and continents and not to all region especially i will like to focus on some of the challenges in southeast asia region um, especially if i take the example of uh, uh, you know uh, the regions like uh, mumbai or singapore or uh, uh, jakarta uh you know uh, what i have found out personally is that uh, some cloud providers uh, although they define their uh, zones as availability zones however they are not well separated from each other let's take uh, google cloud and jakarta for example they uh, have three availability zones in jakarta but all three availability zones are located within the same premises uh, they are just in different buildings within the same uh, technical uh, park or, or the same premises so technically they don't comply with the disaster recovery side because uh, what we have seen uh, you know in in, in 2019 there was a huge uh, power grid failure in jakarta and which had impacted Uh, most data centers uh, in jakarta region and only few survived because they had a dual uh, site in somewhere which was not which which had some fallback uh, uh, power supply of power 
not from the uh, you know faulty grid right uh, and that's when people uh, actually realized how important it is to have a dual site or a multi site uh, uh, colocation so very important when you are on cloud try to understand or try to do some research on where these availability zones are located because from the websites or from the setup you would not know where they are actually located so uh, it is it is it will be important that you find out do some research on where these availability zones are are they really different data centers or they are just different buildings within the data center and if not then ask the cloud provider what is an alternative that you give so like say in google they have a plan of launching another region in Jaka, in in indonesia which may be in some other city not in jakarta so disaster actually means when the city is in some sort of uh, calamity you have another side where you can recover so but in today's situation if you look at indonesia for example most cloud providers are situated within jakarta and they are well within each other's you know vicinity so if something hits that region of jakarta then everything is going to go for a toss right they are not even having something which is at least 40 kilometers away from jakarta right so uh, that is why many banks in indonesia are keeping a backup copy in somewhere in some um, on prem data center which is away much away from that side at least uh, you know 40 kilometers or 60 kilometers away from that side and that is why you see a lot of hybrid cloud models uh, wherein uh, you know organization tend to take a dual site approach Uh, although the primary will be on cloud the secondary is on either on another cloud or uh, either on another data center uh, so very important uh, because the current state of cloud is such that it is so so uh, easy to set it up that we forget about uh, uh, these factors and we get swayed in with the availability uh, requirement that they are giving us and we forget about the dr requirement so very important is there is a difference between availability and disaster recovery so you should keep in mind because disaster is a much bigger event and it has to be carefully designed so that you can meet the requirements that uh, you have set for yourself uh and when you are on cloud uh, the interconnection between the sites again should be uh, well connected with direct links and not over the internet some cloud providers do say that okay connect over the internet we are always available but that's first of all that's not secure for data in transit and it it will induce latencies so do not do a dr design where you are connecting the data centers through vpns over the internet do not do that right make sure that you have a direct link a dedicated connection so your traffic does not go on uh, on the same pipeline as other people on the uh, on the net you have a dedicated uh, bandwidth assigned to you dedicated pipeline assigned to you from where you are transmitting your data uh, very important factor especially if you are on cloud is that have infrastructure as code uh, so that uh, you know you can recover from the backups uh you can uh, which are tested you can recover faster you can recover easier right um when you are on cloud uh, it is important to take in mind whether you are going with a self managed service or managed service right um sometimes managed services take a look at what is the sla that they are giving because in most cases you will observe that you might get higher slas or higher uh, availability uh, commitment for the compute services but not for the storage services so 
keep in mind that uh, we need our, our data is more important right uh, so you need equal uh, availability commitments on that and that is the reason some organization go with self managed uh, solution for stateful services for ip protection to avoid any kind of hidden cost and and things like that and some actually banks will even you will see that the banking system stays within the on prem data centers uh, the mobile application sits in in cloud so they do those kind of thing but whenever you are doing that keep in mind that the connectivity should be uh, dedicated interlinked and not over the uh, normal internet right so in summary uh, what does the dr factor tell us about modern infrastructure it tells us that it is it does not end with creating a robust infrastructure unless your infrastructure is well protected and uh, is uh, you know uh, codified and is recoverable or uh, if i may say is, is tolerant to any disasters uh, you are not completing the modern infrastructure design so what do we need to create a disaster tolerant infrastructure uh, first thing application should be evenly distributed into fully independent data center locations well separated from each other there should be a dedicated uh, interconnected network between the data centers to achieve a latency of less than 1 millisecond which is needed and very important for any network based uh, data replication or data transmission there should be a well defined and tested bcp and dr plan you know just putting something in document is is of no use unless it is being implemented and tested and proven have a well defined nda with your cloud providers on data privacy and localizations even for the backups and the restoration mechanism make sure that the backups are and recovery backups are tested for recovery and the process is well documented try to use infrastructure as code make sure everything is codified so you can Uh, you know uh, define a, a, a lower rto and rpo uh, if possible you can go with self managed stateful services uh, if you are not completely convinced with the commitments of your cloud provider or the managed service provider make sure you have a centralized cloud administration you know in site with most easily so that uh, it is all uh, controlled and orchestrated from one place and not in silos although you will have independent data centers where the management should be in a centralized place so with that note uh, i conclude today's episode of disaster recovery i hope i was able to provide enough data and it is uh, uh, it will get you a head start on to designing the modern infrastructure keeping in mind disaster recovery uh, please uh, share your feedback and comments on cloudkata.com you can subscribe to the show on most uh, podcast platform like spotify google podcast apple podcast or stitcher or you can also visit cloudkata.com and go to episodes and and then you can also download the transcripts from uh, cloudkata.com or post your comment comments or doubts if you have any so please do subscribe to the show and we will continue i will continue sharing more data on modern infrastructure With that note, stay tuned to cloudkata.com. With uh, I will come with another new episode uh, next week. So till then, uh, thank you. Uh, stay safe, stay healthy. Goodbye.